0: Are you you there, God? It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Hey, y'all. Future Becca here. Just wanted to pop in and say thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is our very first episode from over a year ago, and the audio is real bad, but we have improved since then, and the vibes on this episode are excellent. We absolutely love Caroline, so you should still listen, but wanted to let you know that we have improved our audio situation since then. All right.
1: Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast. Our podcast is about the real experiences of people who, like us, were raised religious and are now grappling with what that means for us as adults.
0: There's a trope in culture and entertainment of good girls go bad, the Disney star who twerks at the VMAs, the Bible study leader who lets loose in college, the preacher's kid who organizes a town dance against her dad's wishes.
1: But we've never related to that. We've never really gone bad. And maybe nobody does. Maybe everybody's just doing their best. And that's why we started this podcast, for all of the good girls out there, no matter your religion. So it's less call her daddy and more call her heavenly father. Yes,
0: and we've found that talking about it makes us a little bit less sad.
1: We're two girls who have gone sad, and we started this podcast to unpack our religious drama together.
0: And that's right, we said drama, because as we all know, the best parts of religion are performative.
1: Welcome to the debut
0: episode of Good Girls Gone Sad.
1: Woohoo! Yeehaw!
0: Very exciting day
1: honestly i feel like we're on the precipice of greatness i
0: think so too and you two to three listeners are here <laughs> with us on this journey
1: so i'm so excited to introduce our very first guest you know her from tiktok the very hot caroline banowitz um i love that very hot as a credit absolutely i should have said it first i feel like yeah, it's your I best credit it gives yeah it's like
2: you know what i mean it's like a college credit it should be like on your resume and very hot
0: I wish you could all see Caroline because she is literally the hottest person we've ever met.
2: I that's you... really nice. I don't.
1: I don't think like this is not an accurate representation today. I look a little rough, but that's very nice. Well, you probably have seen Caroline. She's probably all over your for you page. Um, and if she is, and you ha- don't recognize her because she was dressed like a chicken, so it, it happens. Yeah,
2: if you've seen a chicken in like a crop top, like a, a slutty chicken. <laughs>
0: it's
1: me um we don't say slut we say slurp
0: Slurp. <laughs> good
1: girls gone slurpy good, chicken good girls gone slurpy chicken um so story behind slurp is we posted a tiktok and tiktok doesn't let you say slut so it autocorrected to slurp shaming um and now i just identify as a former slurp shamer this podcast is for the former slurp shamers and all of us
2: yeah, I think that, like, Instagram, all of the caption stuff is very interesting. Instagram does, like, a cute one where when you curse, like, they bleep it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that.
2: I like that, too. But, like, on TikTok, they, like, one of them, they don't bleep it, like, all the way, so you can, like, still hear it.
0: I love that I said, I love that as if I've ever cursed on the internet. Oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah, totally
2: understand. Yeah, very scary to curse on the internet. I actually filmed a sketch with um, our mutual friend, Zach, and it was, like, It was a joke, like, we were in bed, but it was, like, a joke, like, but there was an additional scene, a deleted cutting room floor scene that I had to take out because I asked him if he wants to have sex. It's all a joke and it's hilarious. Like, that ending is, like, really funny, but I had to cut it out because I was like, I can't put that on the internet.
0: Yeah, my mom follows me. Exactly. That's what I said to
2: him. Raunchy on the internet. Absolutely not. No, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that one.
0: So, Caroline, we want to talk to you today about your good girl origin story. Um, So, we want to know why you're here, what made you a good girl, um, and we just kind of want to hear a little bit about your background. So, um, I grew up in
2: Texas. Um, I went to church my whole life. My parents were Catholic, and then they raised us, like, I don't want to say non-denominational because it makes it sound, like, way more chill than it was, but it was non-denominational. Then we went to Baptist, and then we went to Evangelical Free, which is, like, non-denominational people who are like yeah but we're not slackers um and then so but i was also like homeschooled as well because my parents didn't want me to go like learn about
0: bad things in public school wait i also think it's interesting because i do think of non-denominational people as being the slackers. most intense no oh intense. yeah, yeah like Hillsong. what songs. did you Hillsong is non-denominational yeah but they're like also
2: like hip like you can like curse and like
0: have sex yeah well they're like the mega churches where i grew up i feel like i mean we didn't have one in my hometown but like where i went to college there was like a big one and i think they were non-denominational
2: yeah very interesting i i could see i see what you're saying um or like you know i don't think hillsong identifies as this or like most (laughs) non-denominational churches but like um, like Pentecostal churches, uh, if you're familiar, it's like kind of a non denominational church, but like it also is kind of like an exorcism at the same time. Like it's like lights and they're like praying to the Lord Seeking and speaking in tongues. I was gonna say, yes. that way they speak in tongues, yes, okay. totally. Yeah,
0: not intimately familiar, but I've heard of it. No,
2: I went to actually when I was like before middle school, even I went to one with my I don't want to like out the institution because it's very Popular, but it is an institution that has a name. I don't know how deep listeners are into Christian culture, but if you are like at all deep into Christian culture, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's an institution that has the same name as a very popular breakfast place. um IHOP, maybe
0: Denny's? <laughs> like,
1: what is this? I have, International, Golden House of- Corral? International House of Worship?
2: No, it's IHOP International House of Prayer. Oh, oh. I went to. They actually are like. They're connected to another big thing, but I can't remember what it was. They are, like, a big, big, like, like, their Facebook and other churches are Instagram. Like, they own other places, if that makes sense. Right. And they had, like, a big thing that I went to when I was really young. Um, I went to one of their, like, worship nights or something, and it was, like, very scary. Like, like, there were, like, people, like, high on the spirit, people, like, possessed by God. Um.
1: It is very scary. Becca, scary. have you ever been, like, at something that's more or less a revival?
0: I well I I don't know what you mean by that. Because I, I did go to like a Christian music conference mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like you like went up on stage and like get your life to Christ. But... Oh totally. Yes. Yeah.
1: I've yeah, it's very I've seen people like faint, whatever, yes. and then they're like, Did you see God? And she's like, I really just need a power bar. Like, let me eat.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's very funny. Um, yes, I, I I've it was like it was like really, really crazy actually. It, but I grew up my parents weren't like that, we were like pretty straight laced, but we were like very, very aggressive. Um, and I was homeschooled, and so I only knew Christian people growing up. Your whole family was homeschooled, yeah. And I have four siblings, there's five kids, so the whole family was homeschooled. The only person who ever went to school was my oldest sister, who is nine years older than me, eight years older than me. Um, she went to college, uh, she went to high school her senior year, so like that, and she went to a Christian.
0: Oh, that's, like, a culture shock, though, I would imagine, for just one year when you're 18.
2: Yeah, and, like, but it was, like, this hybrid school where it was, like, half homeschool to half Christian school. So, like, it wasn't, like, but, yeah, probably. Wow.
0: Probably. That's crazy. I can't get over IHOP. I keep thinking about it. No, you guys look it up.
1: Uh, We we definitely will. Is that why
0: the International House of Pancakes had to rebrand? It's literally IHOP or whatever?
1: Oh, yeah, it's International House of Breakfast. Hob. yeah i don't
0: think they stuck with that at least the one on 14th street did not get the memo no they literally
2: (laughs) they literally like a few months into it were like haha got you april fools and we're like it's september what like it's test and learn baby yeah they like (laughs) it didn't have
0: like a good they like just were like just kidding when like people weren't feeling it that's so funny i don't think i've ever heard of international house of prayer but now that I've heard of it, I'm sure I'll like see it everywhere.
1: Everywhere. It's like Lauren Daigle, I learned about her and now she's everywhere. Oh my gosh, Lauren Daigle, the
2: Christian Adele. She's Christian incredible. Adele. She is our Christian Adele. She is Christian everything. She's a Christian Mariah Carey. She's but mostly Christian Adele.
0: Yeah, I love her. She's she's got a lovely voice. Beautiful. Not going to lie. Yeah, my good girl origin story is not I wasn't homeschooled, but I also grew up going to church. Um, I actually went to a non-denominational church for a while that was not intense, so maybe when I said that, that wasn't true, Um, but I mostly grew up Methodist. I was baptized in the Methodist church when I was, like, 13, Um, and I went to, like, a vaguely religious camp. I was, like, affiliated with the YMCA, but not, like, not really that religious, Uh, but I did go to these Christian youth conferences. And I did like all the ski trips. I went to youth group. I did that whole vibe. Okay, um, rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, we took a bus all the way to West Virginia from North Carolina. Let me tell you, it was swanky. Now it was. I literally. I feel like on those ski trips is when I like learned like all the things I didn't want to learn because there were like cool boys that went on those trips because yeah. it was like a cheap ski trip. Um. So back at the bus, you learned a lot of stuff. I but, learned what a blowjob was at
2: youth group. A boy told me that eighth grade. Oh, wow. Obviously, I didn't do that, but. Were you disturbed? Yeah. I was in middle school. I think I was maybe in seventh grade or sixth grade. I wasn't in eighth, seventh or sixth. And I remember being like, okay, only like freaky people do that. Like, not like freaky, like, ooh, freaky, like only like for (laughs) weeks. I have have
1: such an interesting story about how I learned what oral sex was in general. And keep so.
2: I was like, um, no one does that,
1: though. That's right. exactly it's, my reaction. It was, it was, I'm like, that's a joke. Well, because I learned about it. So we had um, something called a promise to keep. And I know... Yeah, it, I know promise to keep. There's so many different versions of this, all the different names. But we had the high schoolers from the local Catholic high school would come to my Catholic middle school. And they would show videos and you would sign a promise card that would, you would promise yourself to Jesus. So it's a pyramid scheme. So it's a pyramid scheme. Absolutely. Um, and... I think I like really kept mine for a long time. I might still have it somewhere in my, I have a Zara box of memories. So you, you kept your promise or you kept your promise card? <laughs> Maybe both. Um, so they showed this video that was this girl. She was wearing 11 Henleys. It was the early 2000s, just like heaven Henleys all the way down. Awesome. And she sat there and she's like, I wish I knew I could have gotten an STD from oral sex. Keep in mind, learned what an STD was that morning as well. And I look at my friend and I'm like, so we can't, even talk about sex and she's like what do you think oral sex is I was like you know like talking about sex and it's sexy she's like it's putting a dick in your mouth um that's how I learned it was very shocking and I don't think I learned that you could perform oral sex on a woman um probably six more six seven more years down the road so that was it was a very very informative morning yeah mine was from like a Dane Cook like bit like oh my god he was
2: like the guy, the guy I was like honestly like kind of like had a crush on. But in middle school, like if you looked at me, I had a crush on you. <laughs> and so like looking back, like I don't think. Wait, sorry you had a crush on Dane Cook? No, on the guy who told me about blood oh, jobs. Oh, but I he was like, ripped. he was like, yeah, like you know that Dane Cook book bit, Ugh. cookbook, A <laughs> Dane Cook bit, and I was like, we no. had that. He's like, well, do you know what a BJ is? And I'm like, no. Yeah, and
0: I'm with you. I don't even know when I learned like, what an STD was. I definitely learned what an STD was before I learned about, like, fingering or anything else.
2: You want to know what's terrible? This is, like, a story that, like, will haunt me to the rest of my, the end of my days, and I'm, like, really sorry to anyone who hears this podcast, but I learned what a boner was because a boy had one. I, like, gave a boy a boner, and I was like, what the heck is wrong with you? I was like, go to the doctor immediately. <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I was like, go to the doctor. Oh, no. And even worse, junior in high school. I know.
1: What's well, it's okay. I thought my... I thought my high school boyfriend got me pregnant, um, just because he had boners. Like, I thought boners got Absolutely. you pregnant. in the hot tub, you know what I mean? Like, I, well, but also keep in mind, it was, like, there was, like, 11 layers of pants between us, and nothing ever came off, but I was, like, you got me pregnant. I'm definitely gonna have to text him about this. Um, no, we can cut that out. Um.
0: I think for a really long time, I thought that you couldn't have sex until you are married. Like, I think, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that you would want to have sex, like, I just, that did not cross my mind until I was like no women never 60. want to have sex oh my god
1: oh yeah I also thought you could only get, because I learned that like STDs were associated with something bad like they I found like oral sex and STDs at the same time so like so so negative um I thought you could only get an STD outside of marriage
0: Well, if you save your sex for. Exactly. I think
1: that that's. And the church is like, well, that's true. What are you
0: talking about? Yeah, I feel like my sex ed was so funny because it was like they were supposed to teach abstinence first, but then they were also like okay, this is a public school in North Carolina. We need to arm them with some information. Um, You can get crabs, and here's how. And I just, like, remember being like, okay, note to self, don't try on underwear in the store. Oh, my
2: God. No, the big one was the toilet seat, like, going to the bathroom in a public restaurant, restaurant, restroom, (laughs) whatever, I'm literally losing my mind right now. I can't speak, but I like was like, oh my god, never sit on the toilet. But
0: also, there's no way crabs can just live on a toilet, right? Like that doesn't. No, but why would they
2: want to live? I heard something when I was younger that like a lot of people can get STDs from like a toilet. Yeah, oh no,
1: I definitely heard that too. I just don't think it's true. I had I had no idea how STDs worked. Um, I thought so. I have one older sister, and she's four years older. And she started shaving before me, and there was always just, like, a razor in the shower. Like, I think – yeah, like, you haven't – Becca has an older sister. You have an older sister. You probably know this phenomenon. You're, like, not really supposed to shave yet, so you kind just of shave, oh, yeah. like, one, one single, single part of your body. Well, I would never do anything without asking permission, so oh, I, I I waited. did, I did it all about. in secret. I did it all in secret, and I think my mom probably at one point was – my mom – pushed me love you she pushed me to do everything like she took me to the store and she's like it's time for a thong the panty lines are out of control oh my god opposite she's like okay. you need to get um you should get your belly button pierced your stomach is so flat it's a crime that you don't and I was like um absolutely not um she bought me a push-up bra all these things and it still didn't work sorry mom um but I was using my sister's like razor to shave you know just like literally 6 square inches of my leg at a time and um I learned in school that you could get AIDS from sharing razors and oh. they didn't mean razors from your sister in the shower but I saw that there was like a little bit of blood on the razor and I didn't tell I was like I don't know how to tell anybody I have AIDS I thought I was just going to die
2: oh my god wait even worse because these the my stories are a little sad because I'm a little too old to be worried about these things but like when did you guys learn what HPV was?
1: Oh, my parents made me get the gardener. Yeah, Gardner- I got the gardener. So still. you guys knew what it was. Yeah. It was, it was controversial when I got it. Like, I remember my dad took me and he was like, so you know this is what this is. And then, like, I asked my friends if they had gotten it. And they were like, oh, my mom would never no, let me I get No, I thought that. I didn't
2: have it until last. I was literally like, oh, I don't have it. I told my gynecologist that, like, literally a few months ago. And then my sister was like, no you have it look at your records and I did you had gotten the shot yeah because I was like oh my mom would never let me get that that's why but it, it's an STI so it's not an STD which is like I'm happy they have different names because like it shouldn't be like literally 90% of people have it so everyone has had HPV and like when I learned what HPV was which was my senior year of college I was like oh my god like everyone's dying like you have HPV you're dead you're well, oh my it's
0: god it's because of those commercials but that was like one of the most effective advertising of all time because it was a guard to sell ad but it was unbranded. No one cares
1: about this. No, we do. Becca is, studied this marketing. How, <laughs>
0: this is how, like, pharma brands can, like, do that because if they were just doing Gardasil, then they'd have all this, like, red tape that they have so to they go So they do it, go-to. like, through the
1: ad council, like, as a public service announcement? No,
0: I think they produced it. I work in advertising, listeners. But, yeah, so basically, like, they... they like public, you publicize the disease instead, or excuse me, the infection instead of the drug, because when you do the drug, you have to say all the things that could happen because it's bad. I see. I and see so that. they just did like this big like PSA announcement, which like is important. So it's not, I'm not saying that it was like nefarious, but like it probably was. Um, but anyway, so we all got it, even though we didn't know what it was. I'm sure your dad knew <laughs> what it was, but yes, I didn't know what it was, and I got it because I was like, oh yeah, that commercial is telling me I'm gonna die if I don't get this shot.
1: Okay. Well, Becca, did you want to <laughs> continue? Wanna, did you want to, is I there anything else I... you wanted to say about your good girl origin story? No,
0: I mean, I think that's it. I don't know. I loved, I loved being a Christian. I loved going to church. I thought it was so fun. I loved singing at church because you could sing very loudly and your voice would be drowned out by the other
1: people. Um, I I was a big fan. That's like me. I have a very similar story to Becca. I loved being Catholic. Ate that up with a spoon. I went to Catholic school for 12 years, so I wore a uniform the whole time, which was a major for me. I wore knee socks and flats, which was not required, but I thought, I was like, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go all the way. also loved singing. I did, like, being the cantor for the Psalms was a huge honor for me. What is that? that. Can you explain that? Yes, I will explain that. So during a Catholic Mass, and I'm assuming Christian services too, um, like, there's the gospel portion of the mass and then there is the um, eucharist portion of the mass and i know those have specific names and they're escaping me right now um oh liturgy of the word and liturgy of the eucharist okay can't escape me for too long thanks to divine intervention um but at the beginning someone will read a there'll be a reading from the book of blah 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 and then someone will come up and do a responsorial psalm Sometimes they're sung, sometimes they're spoken. Most of the time they're sung like during a big service. So you would be singing by yourself in front of hundreds of people. And it was the best feeling. Um, Listeners, I'm not that good at singing. Um, It just wasn't that many people who wanted to do it. So that was amazing. I loved doing that. I also used to dance in the aisles when I was a little kid, Um, like during hymns and things, I would get in the aisles and do full on lyrical numbers. And my mom tried to pull me out of the aisle and the priest came up to her after mass and said, how dare you prevent her from dancing for the Lord? Oh, that's really cute. In high school, I got very into Catholicism and I was doing like Eucharistic adoration, which is just voluntarily kneeling in front of a Eucharist. Um, What's a Eucharist? So a Eucharist is the bread part of the bread and blood. Okay. Um but as Catholics, we believe it is it goes through transubstantiation, so it's truly the body and blood of Christ. Which is I think most of the, the the major difference. Yeah. Fundamentally between Catholics and Christians.
2: Well, I think that what I was told growing up was the main difference between Catholics and Christians.
0: Is that you
1: guys were really embarrassing and that we were really cool. Is we can that, take birth control?
2: No, it was that like we were like by faith and you guys were like by works like you guys had to do certain things to be right with god and we were like oh but god already god's good with us that's what i was told growing up that's so interesting interesting
0: because we've been we've talked about this a lot because sid knows like all this stuff and has like like knows all the rules and stuff and i feel like she went to rules church and i went to vibes church yeah (laughs) that's that's like
2: the idea like the idea was like we don't have to do those things because god already died for our sins my parents grew up catholic and then they like converted so that's like what i was taught growing up
0: yeah, I feel like my church was basically like, you can do whatever you want, God will still love you, but don't No, have the sex. Methodists <laughs> are, the Methodists are so chill. It was, it was literally like, any anything you want to do, curse, no, the Methodists live a little, little, but do not have sex.
2: Um, my college had Methodist backing, so it had to be a dry campus, but that was the only thing, we didn't have to do anything else, and no one there was Methodist, like, I don't even know one person there that was Methodist, but they gave us jobs, I like, went to a performing arts college, and they gave us jobs within the Methodist church, like, I went and sang, in the choir and they paid me like a hundred bucks for um to sing in like one of the church's choirs, anyways. Hmm. Um, and the Methodists are so chill, yeah, very chill. I mean, I you guys did have that big scandal about like should gay people be here? I it's can. still
0: going. Oh, is uh, it really? Yeah, they're like maybe gonna split the Methodist church, but basically, the pandemic like held it off. Oh, wow, so it's like a whole thing because nobody is like a hundred percent sure where my church is gonna go, and so my parents like want to go the more liberal route but they don't want to leave my church because they like the church so that's really hard it's like basically the Methodist churches are gonna like split down the middle
1: I think we're gonna transition into what made you sad so that can be just what made you maybe step away a little bit more um or just something about religion that you don't exactly vibe with yeah Caroline how do you feel
2: I think, like, one of the things that made me personally step away was that, like, I couldn't... I didn't feel like I could be my full self. Like, I don't think I have anything that anyone really... Okay, not that. All churches don't accept gay people. Like, I'm not speaking for all of religion here or all of Christianity or God. But uh, I didn't feel like... I didn't have anything where it was like, oh, but I'm a part of the LGBTQ community or, like, something where it was like they couldn't accept me. But, like, my personality always seemed too much. I think, like... I, you know, like to make jokes and it was like, that's nothing's ever funny. Like if you do this, it's like, so everything was inappropriate. And like, I, I like, I also like, you know, I have like a zest for life and like, I, you know, want to go out. Not, I don't even really drink or like to go out. Um, but it's more of like, I just want, I had like all of these friends who weren't Christians who like felt judged by my other friends and it was like I I had to like I had like a double life basically like I had my friends that I went to church with that like I like you know told certain things and then I had my other friends who I told other things and it was like who am I like really being myself with mm-hmm. Um and I just kind of felt like I always had to wear a filter not that I was like saying anything bad not even like cursing or anything like that but it was almost like it was like the music I listened to was too bad or like it was like everything I did was sinful. When it's like I feel like all of these other people are living and I'm like not getting to live. Um, and like I mean I don't know. I, I I do hear. I don't know. It sounds like I'm such
1: a bad person, but it's just like as much as like I like R and B music. No, no. So that's what we're here to work on. You're not a bad person. None of us are bad people. Yeah, we're not good girls gone bad.
0: Yeah, we're seriously. Good girls gone sad. You're right, you're, but you're right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I feel like it's like the same thing of like you're kind of different at work than you are at with your totally. friends than you are with your family. You want
2: to know what? That was my constant struggle but I actually just remembered what made me step away. Sorry. Like it literally was an unlocked memory. Um, I was severely struggled with mental illness growing up and I was constantly told to pray it away. Mm-hmm. And I eventually got to a breaking point where I couldn't do it anymore and I like finally like as an adult when I got help and I couldn't reconcile that's like actually what it was. That was like a big struggle for me and then I remember like calling like even like quote unquote mentors that were like in their 30s for help and they were like pray meditate on this today.
1: I also always forget that that's the prayer and then just elders in the church or people who have gone through it are what you're supposed to rely on and none of these people are professionals like priests are not they've gone through some counseling some training but and I think that for some things, it can be, like, they can be great resources, but... They're
2: just human beings at the end of the day.
1: Right, and there's so many things you're not allowed to talk about. And, like, if you're struggling with porn, you're struggling with whatever, you're not even allowed to talk about that. Who are you going to go to? Who's going to out themselves to, out to help you? So okay. where, where do you go for any of that? But I had the same thing where um, I struggled, like... Uh, to balance personality and piety because it feels like you can't be a robust person sometimes within the confines of the church. Um, I mean, I was still like so annoying and so loud and I had like raging ADHD. I I literally could not stop talking. I couldn't shut up. Um, And I was still fairly accepted, but like as I became an adult, people would be surprised to learn that I was like still practicing And I was like, why is that like I I'm not like hooking up with people. I'm not doing these things like what about me says that I'm not Christian or Catholic. Um, But I think a big part for me of stepping away, what made me sad um, was trying to reconcile the love the sinner, hate the sin, um, specifically with. The LGBTQ community. Like, I did a lot of musical theater growing up. Uh, my sister was in a production of High School Musical where Zeke and um, Troy were dating. And I remember that was so scandalous. Oh I love that. It was so oh, scandalous. That's how the movie should have gone. Yeah, it's that's, that's so. The boys are back. I think, yeah, specifically with the LGBTQ community, because as I met more members of that community and like watched my sister go through that, um, like coming out herself. I was just like, this ain't it. This can't be it. And I, th- there was a part of me for a very long time that thought, you know, there's still part, like, I'm I'm still Christian in some way. Like, I still believe X, Y, or Z. And then the Black Lives Matter movement happened. And priests from my community, what, what, like I, can't, I don't even remember the exact words they used. And then, like, the leader of the church was saying horrible things about the Black Lives Matter movement. And I was like, okay, we're done here. So... That's where I stand as of right now. Becca, how do you feel?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I kind of struggled to answer this question, even though, like, we wrote it together. I feel like I, like, I think I still identify as a Christian, and I think I still have that sense of, like, Jesus is there for me if I need him, but I definitely have, like, taken a big step away from the church, and I think, like, I had a pretty good experience with the church growing up, and the people who, like, taught me were great. I feel like I had, like, a pretty chill experience. And then when I went to college, I felt like I wasn't a good enough Christian compared to, like, some of my friends. Where did you go? I went to uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And um, I joined a sorority, and I loved my sorority. You know, cancel me for that, I guess. But I I really (laughs) love Like, I love my friends. We're still really good friends. But I felt like my sorority, in particular, had what they called the God Squad. I was like, wait, I used to be a girl who went to youth group, but also had friends in other circles and, like, did other Mm -hmm. things. And um, I felt like there was such a divide, honestly, of, like, do you drink or not? And do you have sex or not? And I was like, okay, well, I drink, but I don't have sex. Like, what's my – like, where do I fit here? I'm, like, straddling these two groups. And so, like, my friends in particular, I would say not that judgmental, but the community as a whole – Um, felt very exclusive and like not inclusive at all Um, and so that like kind of started making me question why do we need separate spaces to be Christians? Like why can't we just be Christians out in the world? Like we're not persecuted for our religion here in North Carolina. Nobody is saying that we're weird for believing in God so I felt like that was just kind of like a strange separation that I hadn't really experienced before because like when I was in high school the coolest people were also like active Christians.
1: The coolest people at my high school were the most pious. Like, the hot girls got down on their knees and received Eucharist via their mouths. What What do you mean by most pious?
0: Like, were they also, like, having parties? Or were they, like... No, no. Okay, see, the cool people at my high school were having parties, like,
1: doing drugs. I am pretty sure that there was, like, three kids at my high school who smoked weed. And if you went to my high school and you know different than me... So I will say, um, I lived with someone I went to high school with uh, my sophomore year of college... And I was, someone, would, she, someone brought something up like, oh yeah, like, I did all these things in college. I was like, haha, no one at my high school was doing that. And she looked at me and she's like, you just weren't invited because your mom worked at the high school. We thought you were snitching on us. Did well, you snitch on anyone? No. I didn't know these things were happening. But also, my mom was so cool. Yeah, I was like, your mom was buying you a push-up bra. She wanted you to be a slurp. She literally wanted me to be a slurp, a little slurp. And um, I think she like tried to have a sex talk with me. And I was like, I absolutely do not want to hear this. Like, do not worry. We're not doing anything like literally my boyfriend and I would just like make eye contact for like hours at a time oh, that sounds very. honestly erotic it really I mean Bridger I, I understand Bridgerton like at an a, intense level touch. yeah like the almost hand touch we were coming we were growing up like right after like the Britney Spears
2: Jessica Simpson everyone was a virgin but they weren't you know what I mean mm-hmm. like everyone was like having
1: was extremely sexual but, but, we love the Jonas Brothers yeah doing incredible things for
2: purity culture. but like they're so pure but they're like Literally, not to use a word they're that my mom would use, not but that
1: innocent.
2: gyrating everywhere. <laughs> you guys have watched what, the South Park episode about the Jonas Brothers? No. Oh my god! It's like basically the joke is like they're wearing purity rings, but like they're like getting all these girls like literally horned up. Like, no. So I think that
1: was like I was attracted to people with purity rings. Okay, no, I, 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 actually, I wanted one. I asked my mom. I for begged. One. Yes, I begged my mom for a purity ring, and she was like, "Nobody is questioning if you're." a virgin or not and i was like but i'm so committed to." i'm so
2: happy my mom never let me have one i
1: was talking to my therapist about this this morning actually she like
0: at therapy this morning good girls go to therapy yes good girls gone sad and then straight to (laughs) therapy i yeah my chosen crush was nick jonas like a Mm. very famous virgin and i just i just i didn't even like ever put that together until this morning when we were talking about it that is so interesting that like i I was not even able to think of a celebrity as like a sex symbol because I was like, no, 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 no. He's a symbol of purity and that is
1: gorgeous. And we are going to save ourselves for each other. Yeah, because they trained us to be sexually attracted to Jesus and I firmly believe that. They had hot pictures of Jesus all over the walls. (laughs) Did anyone ever say
2: like dating Jesus?
1: Oh, so if you become a nun, you marry the church and you are the bride of Christ. Yes so that I was like and it's very well they teach you that when you're young so it's like hard to separate that you're like not marrying Jesus and we would kind of like joke that we were going to marry Jesus and then it like became a thing that was so like I do think that they train you in Catholicism to be like sexually attracted to Jesus okay so
0: the I don't know that I would go that far because I don't think I was sexually attracted to anyone when I was younger but we definitely like the metaphor that we were taught was like you're married to God and when you get married, it's like your father like, mm-hmm. giving you away in marriage, but like God is giving you away in marriage. And like only then can you have sex because as you'll see <laughs> if you come to our show, people used to always say like you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage because that's basically like you're cheating on God. Oh, And what? that was so icky to me. But also I was like, well, I can't cheat on God.
1: Well, to the extent um in Catholicism that I was taught this in a theology class using contraception is putting a condom over the mouth of God (gasps) because because his seed cannot spread. And so any sex act that um, didn't – so, like, basically masturbating – for men is like complete well for many reasons it's completely out of the question but mostly it's that the seed goes to waste Listen, well
0: don't even get me started on the fact that i did not know that existed no i did not understand <laughs> did oh not master understand yeah. i don't think i learned women can masturbate until i was like 23 no I literally not yeah <laughs> absolutely not did you guys ever hear that saying fingering
2: sounded like a punishment? No, it sounds really scary. Did it you it still guys... does when you
0: describe it? Though. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's also like a little like icky. Like where if you wash your hands, what's on uh-huh. your fingernails? But have you guys ever heard that quote that was like a woman's heart has to be so rooted in God that a man has to seek him before he can find her?
1: Yes. That feels very girl
0: defined. It does. Yeah. 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 Well, okay, one thing I also will say, moving to New York, I don't feel like anyone gets these experiences. I feel like at home you could be like, oh yeah, I'm like, saving sex for marriage and they'd be like okay that's a thing I've heard of it but Mm -hmm. like in New York I just feel like it's a totally different world not to be like New York is full of sinners but like people who live in New York just like have so many different backgrounds it's also
1: full of people that have you know robust life experiences yeah Mm -hmm. well and I think that like when I moved here I was like
0: oh yeah I'm gonna like find a church and that'll be good for me to find community and then I felt like that community was so isolating from the rest of New York that it was like yeah let's form this little club where we don't things with other people in New York like what why was would I want to do also
2: that it's so hard to break into personally for me like maybe if I had broken in I wouldn't have f- flown away so easily but like I couldn't even get in like yeah. it was like so hard to get into the Christian community here in, in New York like I couldn't like get into any groups and like
1: interesting because the message is being open and accepting of all
2: well like I was in the groups and to be fair like there's always like every once in a while I'll take a step back and be like oh was I kind of like the like I was over here being like wow they haven't invited me but I was like also not overly showing that like you know what I mean like I was texting like hey when is this I want to come I want to come but like You know, you always have to like kind of also put into perspective that they're just people, and like maybe you intimidate them or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because Caroline is very hot. I'm just like really tall, and I think that sometimes, like, I'm so tall. But like, I no, I really like wonder, like maybe like we didn't have the same vibe, and I was like, you know, honestly, I didn't feel the vibe either. Like we weren't vibing, but I really wanted to be a part of a Christian group. But I would like text people and be like, oh my gosh, tell me when the next one is. Like, tell me, I really want to come, and like people wouldn't really follow through with me, and it was just like hard to get into a group. And I think it's because. I mean, like, only so many people can fit in a New York City apartment, and, like, I understand that completely, but I I guess what I'm saying is, is, like, I don't necessarily feel like Christian communities always are, like, looking to expand. It's, like, I've got my group, and this is my group, and we're super close, and we tell each other everything, and they're my accountability partners, but, like, when you're, like, a newcomer, like, I I even felt this, like, in the church that we started going to when I was in middle school, I was, like, how do I get in, and, like... Mm -hmm the church I went to when I was in middle school like always used to say it's so funny I'm like unlocking all these memories they always used to say like one thing about our youth group everyone says we're so accepting like everyone comes up and asks you how you're doing and like me and my brother over there like being like no one is ever talking to us
0: ever yeah like we have no friends here that's how I felt about Young Life in high school because Young Life was on Mondays And I famously was a dancer growing up, and so we had dance on Mondays, and so, like, I went, like, one time, and they would, like, come and sit with you at lunch, and, like, try to, like, basically talk, like, they sent these, like, college students who we thought were so cool, and they would come sit with you at lunch and, like, talk about Young Life, and then I couldn't go, and it was, like, once they were, like, oh, this girl can't go to Young Life, it was, like, we don't stop at this table anymore, and it was, like, I don't think that they were, like, being malicious, it was just kind of, like, well, she can't come, and our whole purpose here is to get people to come, but, like, I felt very, and it was like very much the like cool people who went. like conflicting life. messages. Yeah, and for I felt an like outsider. they were like, "You're not cool enough. You don't get to come." Which I'm sure they would be like horrified to hear that I feel that way. But. Totally, but that—that's
1: I—I have also had that experience of not being cool enough for a youth group. which is what? What is that feeling? I remember going to lock-ins and they took us to a haunted house and I was like I hate haunted houses and they're like well you've already paid for the experience whether you can sit on the bus or you can go through the haunted house and like the teens who were the older teens who were facilitating it were like well we want to go through the haunted house who's going to like sit with her and i was like okay sorry i'm such a burden that i don't like haunted houses you know why i'm scared of haunted houses you made me afraid i'm going to get possessed at any moment <laughs> in time i still do, how are you guys on horror films cuz i i cannot possession is very scary to me like, um, especially since with Catholicism in every diocese, which is like, um, just like a certain group of churches. Um, yeah. So we got, we're going to have to start the good girl glossary. Um, <laughs> Becky and I talked about this. Um, I think we're gonna use a lot of phrases. We're going to have to, uh, unpack, unpack and write down for our listeners to know what we're talking about. But, um, and I actually, one of them does not have to be diocese. That's awful. But the, every diocese has a devoted priest that performs the exorcisms because exor, because Wait, hell exor- is real and possession is real and there is an actual priest in every diocese that is a, it's a secret which one they are like a like an air marshal and they perform <laughs> they perform the exorcisms for the diocese. That is,
0: I did not know that exorcisms like were real. No, they're very real. I don't so anyone like, who's had one. Yeah. But. So
1: um. <laughs> Uh, that really scared me a lot so I didn't want to go to haunted houses and also yeah I just like wasn't cool enough for youth group which was just, which was what was that you know who made me lame the church well okay
0: but it's because of the lingo it's like really hard to get in when you don't know how to talk about like your brothers in Christ or whatever like well, it
1: was mostly ours was like being good at dodgeball, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah, dodgeball too. Let's not even talk about the youth pastor.
0: Like, Sand we volleyball. played dodgeball, and you know who else had to dodge problems? Jesus. That leads us to today's sermon. It's like, no, you just wanted to throw a ball at my face. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you just, you just wanted be to funny. beat
1: up teens and talk about how hot your wife is. You're just a 25 yeah. year old bro. They always talk about how hot their wives are. They all are. have hot wives. Caroline, I'm actually surprised. You give off hot faster
2: white energy. So, okay, actually this is a funny story because I was like v- a very desirable um girl on the market for your son to date. Like, I like it that. wasn't necessarily that like first of all, my mom is like the coolest and like my I feel like my mom like like really hit it off with a lot of people and they like uh love her, but I I think mostly because my mom had me in a strict dress code like not even just the church or like my community but like my mom didn't let me wear leggings and my mom didn't let me wear skinny jeans. there's actually
1: yeah, like, no bigger sin than a legging i actively made fun of my friends and being like really legging i can see your whole butt so i feel like i feel like that
2: gave also like i was better than everyone else like i had the same thing you're talking about yes. like it's not even necessarily slut shaming it's like sin shaming like you are a loser mm-hmm. because you do these things
1: well that's for the good girl glossary sex havers Oh yeah, we, so
0: in college, <laughs> I was very cool, my friend and I used to call people who had sex sex havers, and we thought it was very funny, and we were like, no, 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 we don't judge sex havers, we just have to have a word for them, because we're not them, and um, yeah, was- Sex
1: havers? People who have sex. Havers, they're having sex. Sex yeah, havers, yeah. Okay, this is
2: something you guys need to break down in a future episode, Christians who don't have sex, mm-hmm. people who have sex... And Christians who have sex they are three different people
1: Christians who have sex are like oh no it happened again
2: oh no okay but also they kind
1: of oh they kind of after you like repent come back to Jesus and you're a born-again virgin like they give off the most sexual energy no yeah and it's like they are so hot like i remember yeah. the people who are like i've had sex but i'll never do it again i'm like there's actually nothing hotter than that no literally
2: this is like actually like in my stand-up but a little bit like they like they like post thirst traps and they're like white they're like baptized they're like in white shirts like they're like very sexual all of a sudden and like when they do their testimony they're like i'm i was just like sleeping around with different people every yeah
1: i'm like you have incredible game we get it exactly literally that's like literally what
2: i say and it's like they're like they're like yeah they're I just, like, so I was just, like, out every night. Like, just, like, uh,
0: it's like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm, yeah, you're really hot. Like, we all get we it. all get okay, it. Okay, also, they latch on to sex as the thing to talk about because it's, like, the thing to tell college students. Technically, sex is no worse then lying, then gossiping, then envying people. They're like, this is something that we can, like, really
1: take it to the top. There
2: is, like, one Bible verse in um the Bible that says something about, like, the reason why sex is so bad is because you're, like, defiling God's temple since we are now God's temple, since we have the Holy Spirit. Yes, the classic, my body
0: is a temple. We're yes. Created.
2: And people, like, use that to say that sex, and I mean, like, if someone's listening to this and, like, you know theology so badly and you're like, well, the reason why they do that, like, totally let me know but they latch onto that to like use that as like that's why sex is so bad the youth leaders sharing their testimonies is like literally them like not going to therapy like i remember like you okay this is maybe bad to say but it did happen so i'm gonna say it when i was in youth group they had like a a member of the church like a a dad he was a dad he like might have been like on the board i don't know do his do his testimony it was a two-parter one wednesday and then the next wednesday and he's like literally talking about cheating on his wife like in church like I'm like your kids go here your kids are oh here God. it was like wild I was like what like I was like after like the first episode I was like we have to go back next week I need to know what happens.
1: previously on the sermon yeah but literally like looking back I was like I learned
2: nothing and all I did like learned was that like what's her name's like dad cheated on um her you know mom
0: yeah But well, I also feel like this testimony is kind of make it feel like oh yeah you can do bad things as long as you make it into a story. I don't know. I always just kind of felt like it was a strange opportunity for people to just air out their traumas and like not yeah, I don't know. They they always sat strangely for me, but also I come from like a family that's kind of private and we don't really like to us, talk about me, things us like too, that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you're going to say it on stage? I don't know. But
1: we have a game. We just, yeah, we're going to bring it up, mood up with a game. let we'll like,
0: completely pivot
1: into a super fun game. What's the name of this game? So your game this week is called Oh No Girl Defined. Um, and it is about, um, so it's going to revolve around headlines from the Girl Defined website from their blog. So the Girl Defined Ministries are these two sisters started in 2014. And this is from their website. Our goal has always been the same, to help modern girls understand and live out God's timeless truth for womanhood. In a day and age when women and girls receive so many conflicting messages about their value, purpose, and identity, they desperately need to know that the only one who can define them is the one who created them. Um, It's a lot of purity culture. (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. I just Googled them, and the first thing that popped up was,
2: am I nervous about the wedding night?
1: Oh, so yes, both of them famously um did not kiss until their wedding day and it shows and um there's videos there's videos of both of them and um the one who just got married so it's Bethany and what? Kristen? I think so. Um the one who just got married I don't remember which her husband is like sucking her face off
0: okay well also those things are fascinating to me because i'm like do you not watch movies i used to be like let me learn how to kiss from watching a movie so that i don't look like a fool and then these people are like 25 years old sucking face like little guppies, (laughs) sucking face like guppies. like i'm sorry to shame their first
1: kiss they'll never listen to this but i just it was upsetting to me it was upsetting um so what we're gonna the game that we're gonna play is we're going to read you three article headlines And you're gonna tell us which of these headlines is a real blog post that they have. Um, Most of these are about boys because 300 articles are devoted to boys. Oh, um, but but don't be boy crazy because that's girl defines
0: number one. But that's like my number
2: one thing in life is to serve my husband. Can you
1: look up and see what the second most popular topic on their website is? Yes, it is. It is nowhere near. I think this is, like, 98% of their... Okay, my guess is going to be modesty. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm Oh, yeah, t- yeah, take yeah. a guess. Oh, I think, think
2: it's modesty, but I can pick a different one. I think maybe, like, homemaking? I don't
0: know.
1: They don't... Actually, I have no idea what that... oh, I think
0: Culture they... has 155. What is that just, like, a catch-all?
1: Um, Femininity, 241.
0: You I... Like Maybe, like, like, responding to politics? Like, what are my... No, they don't do that. Personal struggles, 246. I do think that includes the TikToks where they're, like... Feeling upset, feeling depressed, feeling low, Pray. to God. <laughs> no, that's Pray about it, girl. I and mean, it's like
1: to like pop music. There oh, was, relationships are 284. They'll put multiple hashtags on the same post. So most of those are the same boy ones. Wow. Relationship and boys is the same. Well, same. how about
2: like beauty? Like, don't ch- change yourself. You're perfect. God made you perfect.
1: I think that's, that's probably insecurities, femininity. Yeah. Wait, is, yeah, is modesty on there? Yeah, modesty. Modesty only has thirteen Always posts. Thirteen posts. Okay, but so I bet I bet
0: personal struggles falls under that. Okay. okay, yes. Let's get started. So two of these are fake, that mostly said made up. I made up two of them, <laughs> and um, then one is real. So you will is be guessing. Is it an article name? The real yes,
1: yeah, yes. yes. Okay. So question one, article one, getting your bro friends to start treating you like a lady. Two, you play sports. How to tell your male friends you are in fact a woman and not a basketball three how to guide your male friends away from video games and toward god these one is real one, one is only one how to get your quote-unquote bro friends to start treating you like a lady it's three you think how to guide your male friends away from video games and towards if god. it's the basketball one i'm gonna lose my, my shit. <laughs> So it is actually one, getting your quote-unquote bro friends to uh, start treating you I like a lady. almost um, did that one. Um, but, yeah, you play sports, how to tell your male friends you are in fact a woman and not a basketball. They've never said that explicitly, but they have definitely hinted at it. Okay. Beck, are you ready for question two? Yes, I'm changing the answers to A, B, and C so that there's
0: not so many numbers. Fair enough. Okay. Question number two.
1: A. Sister
0: single. How to make friends even though you are alone. B. Single girl, are you waiting for marriage to change you? Or C, no one is alone. Remember, you can become a nun. It's A. So it's actually B. Single girl, are you waiting for marriage to change you? I need to read that one then because I'm kind of a confused by that one. So I
2: think It's like I... become the woman you want to be before you're married. It's Probably. basically
1: also they get a lot of questions like, I struggle with pornography. I struggle with lust. Like... And there is a sentiment, and I, I've actually, I do believe in their advice on this one. Um, there's a sentiment, I think, among Christian girls that, like, all of your struggles will go away once you're married.
2: I think that a lot of people believe that about, like, their beauty struggles. It's like, well, once a man loves me, I'm beautiful. So it's
1: very much the same. They're like, you will be the exact same person after you are married, so make sure you're constantly working on yourself. And I do believe That's in that. Totally, advice. Totally. Maybe the ways they go about it aren't great, but um, that is kind of what they're getting at there. But the, the headline does not read that way. Okay question three you ready a how to find men attractive but keep your heart for jesus b so you want a boyfriend three places besides church to find your god-fearing man it's not that one c thoughts on dating and marrying a shorter guy wait should we the first one again first one how to find men attractive but keep your heart for jesus i think it's that one
2: so you're Shorter thing. guy?
1: Thoughts on marrying and dating a shorter guy. That one was just Dead. so insane. And you want
2: to know what? I know exactly what they're going to say because... Okay, so I'm from Dallas, Texas. And if you're in the Christian community, you know Watermark Church. It's a big, massive, young, adult, Christian thing. Like, massive. Like, they're holding conferences now. Horned
1: up singles. Yes.
2: And the pastor there used to talk about how, like, if you're a Christian and there's Christians around you, you're sinning if you think, like... he didn't say it this aggressively but he really did say this like I don't want anyone telling me that he didn't say this he was like if you're not attracted to them that's on you that's your problem like there's obviously something wrong with you if you're around a ton of Christian singles and their hearts in the Lord and you're not attracted to them that's on you
1: oh wow I know and he
2: was like I don't understand the problem so he's ugly.
1: I wasn't even allowed to. He's actually
2: not that ugly. Like, yeah. I mean, like, you tall. don't,
0: you don't become famous in the church. No, you don't a become a famous church pastor unless you have good shoes and like. The high priest. In a hot white. Are hot. Yeah. Okay. One thing that I would like to say, the, um, three places besides church to find your God fearing man made me laugh because one time my sister was like, maybe you should go to church to meet guys. And I was like. I'm pretty sure Jesus is going to see right
1: through that one. (laughs) I don't think I need to... I don't think that's the reason to go to church, but... Also, that one uh, I wrote is based on a different article that they do have. It's like, where to find god-fearing i them. totally number really one youth group <laughs> number one youth group and then wait one wasn't one of them um oh, it was God. it was go to a bible study and just hang out oh, oh yeah. yeah okay well we christian we, coffee shops we read this
0: one about like how to show a guy you're interested and then basically it was like don't <laughs> it was like if you show him you're interested, that's bad because men are supposed to chase women and so totally. then they gave some advice.
1: They were like, Yeah, just but... go to
0: parties and then just like hang out when everyone else leaves. And oh I was my like, god. Mm, that's what he wants. A stage five clinger. That's yeah. so
2: funny you say that because like that was actually my mentality at parties. I would go to college parties um with my non-Christian friends. Um And then I would like go sit on I I would go sit on the couch by myself and be like who's gonna come up to me? Because like the man has to like come. I like it's like still like a little like ingrained in me still today. Which is like maybe a good thing, maybe not a good thing, I don't know, because I do like want someone to like pursue me. And I don't want to like force a man to be with me who doesn't want to be with me. But like literally in college, I would just like stand on the wall and be like, Who's gonna talk to me? And you wanna know what? Did I ever date people I actually wanted to date?
0: No.
1: But people came up to you. But people
2: did come up to me. But I did not get to pick who I got to date.
0: That's so interesting. Ing- I don't feel like I learned that particular lesson. I think I definitely learned But that. my parents also, like, I remember we were talking to my mom one time. And my mom was like, no, you gotta kiss a lot of frogs. And my, my grandmother, grandmother was like, what? You have I to know. kiss so many frogs. But I was like, okay, that's interesting that that, like, specific thing escaped my little circle.
1: All right, you ready for question four? Is
0: it me? Okay, question four: um, A. When singleness and Christmas time do not mingle. B. How to keep the Christ in Christmas when He has not gifted you a man. Or C. Ho ho no! How to avoid dating a guy just for cuffing season? Oh, give me the first one again. When singleness and Christmas time do not mingle.
2: Christ and Christmas makes me think it's number B. It, it's actually when singleness and Christmas time. Oh, mingled, so I so close I had to put that in
1: there because it's just like they were so on the cusp of a rhyme and they just couldn't execute. It should just be when yeah. Chris, it should be
0: when Christmas and single do not mingle. I'm sorry, yes. girl. Define. Call me. Yeah, call,
1: calling you. <laughs> out, I have absolutely. no morals.
0: I will write these for you. <laughs> okay. She's definitely a prop thirty one woman though. Like you know, she like
2: goes and like sells her land and wakes up before her family and like cooks for her like yeah she can't rhyme but
1: (laughs) but she's a pioneer. she's more precious than jewels she puts on her modest makeup listeners you might know girl defined from that video as well how to put makeup on or how to wear makeup in a god honoring way no it's a we'll watch that it's very real and trixie mattel did it and tried to copy it and it is it is very very good all right are you ready for question five go for it A, brothers in Christ, question mark. Should I date my sibling's best friend, question mark. B, how to keep your male friends in the friend zone. C, boys will be boys. How to date boys when you are scared of them.
2: Oh, I think it's C.
1: So it's actually B, how to keep your male friends in the friend zone. That doesn't
2: seem right. That doesn't seem very Christian. They talk
1: a lot about how having male friendships without intention is extremely dangerous. No,
2: it is. That's why I'm surprised by
0: that.
1: I've never had male friends, so... So that's I'm how you keep them in the friend zone. Pious. I've never had male friends. Okay. Question six. Question six. A, exact measurements
0: for shirts and skirts to make sure you are not a distraction to boys in your life. B, how to be a pick-me-girl for God. Or C, how to outshine a supermodel in your everyday life.
2: I Okay, I think it's C, but I have to pick B because that is too funny. <laughs>
0: it's c how to yeah it's Chinese definitely c model. it's yeah.
2: definitely c because that is such an insane article title but how to be a pick me girl for christ
1: is hilarious <laughs> honestly it's also like a good thought like we should probably yeah look we'll, into we'll that. execute that one next question a if i'm single forever will i ever have sex no b so you're good at math how to remind your future husband that he's still smarter than you c how to stop having a crush on a cute but ungodly boy? It's definitely C, but one and two are so crazy. It so could it's possibly be one. one. Is it one? It's Wait, a. can you say a? one again? If I'm single forever, will I ever have sex?
0: Okay, so I haven't. Wait, but the answer obviously no. I haven't read or watched the video, but I think what they're probably going to say is that when you go to heaven, you're going to be met with the euphoria so much greater than what you could get from earthly sex. Well,
2: here's the deal about
0: heaven. As far as like I
2: learned in the Bible, is that like. When you're in heaven, you're in so awe, like you're in such awe of God, like you literally fall to your face, yeah. like you like aren't gonna get to have sex in heaven.
1: I think that that's what's really important is that even as Catholics, we weren't taught that heaven is fun. We were taught that heaven is just. Eucharistic, like, basically, like, just adoration. So that's why you do Eucharistic adoration to, like, prepare for heaven. Oh, see, like, I definitely
0: was taught that you're, it's like, filled with, like, an unearthly pleasure. Yes, me like too. You can't even fathom.
1: Which is because you get to be, quote-unquote, face-to-face, but we've all seen biblically accurate angels. But, like,
2: the thought that I heard was, like, everything in this world has fallen and unperfect, so, like, we haven't had perfect food, we mm-hmm. haven't had perfect music, so, like, you've never tasted, like, actually perfect food, like, even cake.
1: This is a biblically accurate angel. Oh, what?
0: I mean, hot... Literally. Listeners, it (laughs) looks like a tattoo your high school boyfriend would have gotten. Okay, so we have one last question. Um, So these are all following the same structure, so you need to guess the celebrity. So it's um, A, does Obama deserve happiness? B, does Kim K deserve happiness? Or C? Does Pete Davidson deserve happiness?
1: It's absolutely B. Does Kim K deserve happiness? Yes, it and is. This video Not even you know, a question. Two weeks ago, And the answer, it was no one weeks deserves ago. No one deserves anything. You, if you struggle, God wanted you to do that. I just want to say, like, I
2: am a reformed judgmental person, but I'm also a reformed Kardashian hater, and I love the Kardashians so much, and I just want to put that on the record. I would die for Kim Kardashian, and like I used to be like not nice about her, but like I literally am obsessed with her. And like if Skims is looking for any like p- brand deal partnerships, I am a what micro to be your influencer. First sponsor, 100%. Listen, yeah. the
0: big girls would also like but, to be panty lines. They free. were the <laughs> best.
2: My uh, Skims best sixty dollars I've ever spent in my life. Kim, if you were looking for any other basic bitches.
1: So um, I think that about wraps it up. So we're going to pass the offertory basket. Is there anything you would like to plug, like your social media? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a cute offertory basket.
2: Um, So that's really adorable. Um, So, OK, my Instagram is at Caroline B-A-N-O. I might change it to my last name. But anyways, you'll find me. C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E B-A-N-O. Find me also on TikTok. Uh, I am on Spotify. Like I do make music, but I never really talk about it because no one likes to listen to it. But it's C E B. If you want to like cry a little bit.
0: Um, but yeah. Anyways, follow me. <laughs> awesome, Becca. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Becca Stevenson. That's T H E B E C C A S T E P H E N S O N. You can also follow me on TikTok or Twitter. I am the real underscore Becca on both of those. And if anybody knows the girl on Instagram who is the real underscore Becca. Please tell her to answer my DMs because I would love to make this more simple. All right, Sid, your turn.
1: You can follow me, Sid King, on Instagram at Sid period the period King. Um, I don't really do anything besides Instagram, so don't go follow me there. But you can follow Good Girls Gone Sad on TikTok and Instagram and like and subscribe for this podcast um i know you have definitely made it to the end we're just so happy you're here thank you so much for listening if you listeners have anything you would like to unpack memories we've unlocked for you feel free to email us at goodgirlsgonesad@gmail.com. at gmail.com
0: we are open to all messages from listeners or from god so our eyes and ears and dms are open
1: so the the listeners know we also host a live show every month um good girls gone sad comedy hour where we have comedians with religious backgrounds of all different kinds jewish muslim christian catholic whatever you name it um and we play games there as well so if you're having fun here you should come to a live show in new york city well what
0: a great and long first episode (laughs) um we also probably just need to get drinks sometime to unpack the rest of this but we want to say thank you to caroline you will be hearing from her so much more in the future that's it
1: the good girls thank you Caroline for making us two good girls gone happy